3: Relive the classic days of the Old West with the best in old-time radio westerns. From gunslinging cowboys to heroic sheriffs, these radio dramas will transport you back to a time of adventure and mystery. Enjoy a vast selection of stories and episodes that will keep you entertained for hours. Make sure to check out our show notes for more information about these episodes. So join us and experience the best in cowboy classic old-time radio westerns.
1: That miserable old coyote, Mr. Dillon. Did you hear him? <laughs> yes, I heard him, Chester. So, going you gonna stop in as long, bang no, There's no reason to. It's late. It's too quiet for anything to be going on. Well, what well, I was thinking, I sure could do with some beer to go to bed on if anybody was buying it. This place does sound kind of like a morgue tonight, don't it? Well, it won't be the end of next month when the trail herds start rolling in. Mm-hmm. You'll be lucky to get your foot inside. Been waiting for you, Marshal. Get your hands up. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, sure, Red. I won't argue with a shotgun. <laughs> That's what we figured.
4: Take his gun, Red. Yeah.
1: You, you don't mind, do you, Marshal? i no, go ahead and do what Hack says. He's the one who gives the orders, the way I hear it. You shut it, up, Marshal. Neither one of us gives orders. Ah? huh I didn't know you boys were in this part of the country. That's far enough, right there. Unless you want to see this little lady here get her pretty looks all spoiled. Matter.
2: My- I've tried to think of some
1: way to get word to you. That's all right, Kitty. Just take it easy. Yeah, that's the idea, Marshal. You, too. Just take it easy. Everything will be all right. You got what you came after, Hack, or are you still trying to get it? We've got it. We've been through all the boys' pockets. Along with the safe and the cash box. Just fixing to leave when you stumbled in. We didn't have a chance, Matt. They walked in with the shotguns and... Said Kitty would be the first one to go. Forget it, Doug. These boys, Tollett and Slade, are wanted in a half a dozen states for bank robbery, stage holdup, and oh, murder. How come you were so quick to recognize us, Marshal? We ain't been around here before. No, but your pictures have You must have slipped into Dodge pretty quiet, huh? <laughs> That's right, Marshal. And going to slip out the same way. I suppose you line up over there with the rest of the targets. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of expected more out of you, Marshal, from what I heard about you. Is that so? Reputation's mighty easy to come by sometimes. All right, all of you. We're riding out of here now. We don't aim to get followed. Followed. Fred, take your arm, man.
4: Oh, here, what are you
1: doing? Figure you boys won't be so likely to try nothing if you you go along with us away. Matt? Do as they tell you, Kitty. You'll be all right. Anybody yeah. pokes his head out this door, next few minutes gets it shot off. Same thing will happen to the lady. You keep the boys in line, Marshal. You've got a nice little town here. <laughs> been a pleasure to visit it. Let's go, Rick. What are we going to do, Mr. Dillon? Nothing, Chester. Oh, dang it, man! Let's get a posse going. Get some organized here. They took $14 off of me. He's just going to stand there. Hold it, Doc. And the rest of you... Shut up! Uh, Stand it down now. Take it easy and stay away from that door. Matt, we can't just let them ride out. Doc, they got Kitty with them and they're killers. One move from us and they'll do exactly what they said they'd do to her. Well, maybe they will anyway. We'll give her the best chance we're able. That's all we can do. (laughs) last night until noon today, checking every trail out of Dodge. Tobiel and his scouts have worked the river bottom for ten miles each way. Yes, sir, I know. Old countryside's on the lookout for them. Two men and a woman. They can't just disappear. Well, they sure done it so far. Yeah, they sure done it so far. Come on, Chester, let's walk up the street and get something to eat, huh? collection. I ain't had no appetite to speak of. Well, it won't help Kitty. You need to starve yourself. I got kind of a bad feeling. Ain't nothing going to help her, Mr. Jones. Why not? I figure they've had time now to get far enough away. They won't need her no longer. Why don't you shut up? Just on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk to you like that. we both do.
4: Well, good
1: afternoon, Matt. You Chester. Hello, Doc. Did uh, you find any trace of him? No, nothing. You, uh, have a bite to eat with us? Well, I just ate about an hour ago, but I, I might sit down with you for some pie and some coffee. If Chester can spare a little, I ain't thinking much about food today, Doc. Oh, is that so? Well, Chess, if you ever reach my age, you'll realize, come fire and brimstone, chaos and calamity, the first thing a man better look out for is his stomach. Yes, sir. Uh, so as he starts going off his feed, he starts going downhill. You betcha. And when he starts to go down... Hill, well, I sure hope Kitty's all right. We all hope so, Doctor. Yeah, the... Hey, that was Kitty. Yes, that was down the street there somewhere. Yeah, come on. No wonder there was no trail. They never even left town. They planned a hole up for a night or two and then ride out after the search was all over. Miss Kitty must have broke loose for a minute, you. Matthew! you. Save it, Miles. There's trouble up the street. It's not up the street. It's right over there in my store. What? Upstairs in the storage loft. Goodbye, <laughs> Bajing, he's right, Mr. Dillon. There's a glass broke out up there. Aye. Yeah. Is there another window in the back, Miles? Aye. It's <laughs> same as the one in the front. <laughs> I reckon I think it's all right. Chester, you go cover that back window, huh? Yes, sir. Me, she's still alive. Yeah. So far. They're certainly mighty quiet up there, Matthew. Nothing to talk about, I guess. Well, they know they can't get... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now dark and we can't get in. Matt, suppose we set fire to the building. Oh, no, you're not. You're not setting fire to my store. Not that I
4: stay up there for the next year, you're not.
1: They just didn't have Kitty up there with them, and it'd be easy. Yeah, sure. Just wait for him to starve out. Or else burn the place down. Will you stop seeing that, duck? Well, it's going to be dark before long, Matt. Yeah, I know. Uh, why don't they give up? They know they haven't got a chance. They have as long as they got Kitty, Doc. I don't know. Maybe they're finally ready to talk. Hey, Red! Hack! Careful, careful, man. You beat beaten, you know it. Why don't you throw your guns out of that window and come on down? Suppose we throw the lady out instead, Marshal. Look, both of you, if anything happens to her, you know what to expect. And if anything happens to us, she knows what to expect. Aren't you going home, Marshal? Take that crowd of yokels with you. We can hold out a lot longer than you can up there. But maybe not longer than the lady can. Oh, so help me. If I get my hands on his head... Hack! Suppose we get together and talk it over, huh? Maybe we can work something out. Get together how? You aiming to come up here and visit us? Unless you want to meet down here in the street. Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Well, what about it? Come by yourself? Without your gun? Yeah, sure. Anything you want. Now, wait a second, Matt. All right, Marshal. Deal yourself in. You've gone clean out of your mind, Matt? You know any other way I can get under that storage loft, Doctor? Yeah, but without a gun? What? Matt, you're just a plain doggone fool. Maybe. But there's times when being a fool's about the wisest thing a man can do. Uh, you're saying this is one of the times? I don't know, Doctor. But I sure hope so. <laughs> No. Sure, who's gonna do it, the bullheaded idiot. But them two's killers. Chester, you're supposed to be around there watching that back window. I got Sam Noonan to take over. <laughs> Mr. Dillon, listen to me. Now, you just can't There's do nothing else, like else to do, Chester. Well, oh, dang it, Matthew. If it'd do any good, I'd say go ahead and burn the place. The stock up there in that loft isn't worth much anyhow. What is up there, Miles? Oh, odds and
4: ends, mostly. Stuff I don't need to get that often. The thing that's worth the most is their
1: twenty sacks of concentrates. What do you mean concentrates? Oh, black iron pyrites, powdered. I took them in trade from the Black Hawk mine.
4: Oh. Uh, I've been aiming to ship them east to the smelter. They run pretty high in silver.
1: Well, I don't guess Red and the Hack will be very interested in the sacks of concentrates. Marshal, you lose your nerve. I'll be all right with you, Hack. They'll shoot you down before you get halfway across the street. Why, Chester? That's what they're figuring. They can do it a lot easier after I'm there, Mister I... I... Yeah, never mind, Chester. Well, good luck, man. Thanks, Doc. Make a mighty fine target down there, Marshal. I'll make a better one at ten feet, Hack. If you can keep your nerve that close. <laughs> To listen to him, Reddy talks real brave, don't we? The stairs is over there to the side, Marshal. I know that. It's my town, Hack, remember? You don't run it too good, you know.
4: I want to hurry up, Marshal, before one of your boys down there gets notion. Are you worried, Red? <laughs> You'll never see the day.
2: Shucks.
1: He's like a little lamb in a loading machine. <laughs> Matt, you
2: shouldn't have done it. They're not going to let you out of here.
1: Take it easy, Kitty.
2: I'm sorry, Matt.
1: You all right? You wouldn't have done a fool thing like this if it weren't for me being here. Sure I would have. It's my job, Kitty. Teaching boys like these a little respect for the law. Marshal... Did you come up here to talk to me or this lady here? What do you say, me, Hack? Doesn't Red even count? Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I just wonder how long it's going to take Red to learn. What are you talking about? Oh, shut up, Red. He's just trying to start trouble. But all right, what does he mean? Learn what? You got your orders, didn't you, Red? Pack told you to shut up. I don't take orders from him or nobody else. Red, will you listen? Don't you see what he's trying to do? What? Trying to make bad feeling betwixt us. Talking a pack of lies. He's trying to start us fighting each other. Yeah. Yeah, sure he is. Sure. You're easy to fool, aren't you, Red? You believe it? All right, that's enough now, Marshal. Just one more word like that, I'll blow you in half. Hack, you haven't got a chance. I thought you'd realize that by now. two shotguns against your bare hands. says we got a chance. Yeah, but you can't use those guns up here. Huh? Didn't you even bother to take a look at these sacks here? What are you doing there? Just hooking a spur in one of them and ripping it open. You could have done the same thing, Hack. Well, just some black dust of some kind. Here. Let's toss some up in the air, huh? Whew. Don't you recognize it? <laughs> Don't get there all full of that stuff. Did neither one of you ever work around a mine? Yeah, yeah, I did. Then take a closer look, Red. Don't you know black powder when you see it? Oh, yes, blasting powder. This what it is. It's gu- gunpowder. No. Now, you better lay those shotguns down easy, boys. You pull a trigger and this whole place will go up in one big blast. You're right, Red. We can't shoot nobody in here. We'll stand a better chance going to trial. That's why you come up here without a gun. All right. Won't use my gun. But we're still two against one, Marshal. Come on, Red, jump him. (laughs) All right, come on, Red. It's even now, and I'm going to break your neck. No.
3: No, no, not me.
1: You win, Marshal. All right, then help hack onto his feet. I'll take the shotguns along. All right, get moving, Red. Hey, you're holding that shotgun like you was going to use it. Just in case you change your mind. What, what? Why didn't you jump and... What's he doing with that gun? Oh, he can't use it no more than we could. Oh, not with all that powder. Well, now, Miles could be wrong. Maybe it is gunpowder. What are you saying? I know it looks like gunpowder. But if it is, Miles got fooled. He bought it for concentrates. Black iron pyrites. It ain't gunpowder. He fooled us. A liar. How about that? A lawman. And cheats for lying. Yeah, I'm a liar, all right. I'll admit it. But it beats being what you were. All right, now get moving down those stairs. Go on. <laughs> Here you could tell what part of the country a man was from and how he made his living from the saddle he rode. Center fire, three-quarter rig, Cheyenne Road, Mexican, California, or McClellan. The only trouble was you still couldn't know whether he was
4: out to kill you or not. Gunsmoke, produced and directed by Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Les Crutchfield, with editorial supervision by John Meston. The music was composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Sound patterns by Tom Hanley and Bill James. Featured in the cast were Lawrence Dobkin, Ben Wright, and John Daner. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Join us again next week for another story on Gunsmoke.
2: I just don't understand Chester missing a meal. Well, uh, sometimes, Kitty, when people get excited, they can't eat.
1: And uh, Chester's mighty excited. We all know that. Don't worry about him. He's not missing any meals. He ate supper early, and I'm pledged to bring him a half a pie when I come back. Yeah. <clears throat> Shouldn't expect Chester to react the way most people do. Of course, he eats more when he's excited.
2: Well, what's he doing and he couldn't have supper with the rest of us? Packing. He packed all day
1: yesterday. Yeah, and he'll pack right up to leaving time in the morning. You taking the wagon up north? No, just our horses.
2: And a pack horse?
1: No.
2: Well, then he can't possibly take all this
1: stuff with him. He'll figure that out last thing tomorrow morning. Then he'll pick up his rifle and his bedroll and we'll start off. It happens this way every long trip we make. Can't seem to break him out.
2: How long since you were up on the agency?
1: Uh, A couple of years. Uh, Oh, yes, yes, I remember, too. You and Whip shot enough deer to feed us all winter. (laughs) Chester stayed on with the squaws
2: and made me a little pottery bulk.
1: Yeah, Chester's not much interested in hunting.
2: Well, maybe that's good. You turn a wild man like Chester loose on the agency, he's, he's liable to clean it of game in no time. You know, if there's one couple I envy, it's Whip and Gladys.
1: You're yeah. hacking to be an Indian agent, Kitty? Well, uh-huh. but they're doing what they want to do. They believe in
2: it, and they're good at it. Yeah. I sure never heard of Whip having any trouble with the Sioux. Uh,
1: have you, Matt? Yeah, uh, he's fair. The Sioux know it. They're a proud people. Whip respects that. Gladys is a big help, too. No, Kitty's right. It's good luck.
2: I'll bet they'd be glad to see
1: you. A surprise, most likely.
2: Surprise?
1: Well are you saying they're not expecting it? Well, I'm saying I didn't write ahead telling them I'm coming.
2: Why, Matt Dillon?
1: They told me to come any time, and they got something near four hundred Sioux on the agency and two more people one way or the other aren't gonna matter much. It'd be a courtesy to Gladys. You get any mail from trail bosses or drovers telling you they'll be coming up from Texas? Well, no. Of course not. Well, you know, they'll be coming, don't you? Well, sure I do, only... You'll be glad to see them. Make them feel welcome once they're here, right? It's
2: not the same thing <laughs> at all. <laughs> Doc. Huh? I Me? Mean, oh, no, 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 no,
1: you don't. I quit listening a minute ago. I, I'm not going to get drawn into this discussion. Even if I have to go and help Chester Pack. just as sorry as I can be, Mr. Jones. Forget it, Chester. I don't know that I can ever forget it. <laughs> well, you can quit talking about it. That'll help. No, sir, I can't. Talking it out's gonna be the one thing to make me see it clear. Uh, of course, I had it packed in the first place. We both know that. Mm-hmm. Had it in the very same carpet bag with them new boots, my underwear, and a side of bacon. And the time come to sort out what I'd take for sure... And mind you, you, you was hunting me not to bring so many extras. Yeah, I remember that. So, so I figure, who needs new boots? And that's the way I come to leave the coffee pot behind. Yeah. Well, we managed with ten cans so far. And in another three miles or so, Gladys will have a pot on the stove. I sure won't make that mistake again. Yeah. Next time, bring your boots, Chester. Look yonder, doing Mr. Dillon. Coming over that ridge. Looks huh? like a welcoming party. Yeah, I might be. Well, there appears to me, they're all Indians, Mr. Jones. Well, it's a Sioux reservation, Chester. Well, yes, yeah, of course, so Let's hold up a minute. I tell you, if they're riding toward you this way, it's comforting to know they ain't hostile. Yeah, you bet it is. You, both get off horse. Aren't you Big Feather? I am Big Feather. Get off horse. Mr. Dillon? Doesn't... get off, Chester. Uh, Tonya. Huh? Look through packs. Make search. Mm. Yeah. What are they looking for, Mr.? I Dillon? don't know. I uh I guess you don't remember me, Big Feather. Matt Dillon. You are a friend of white agent. Big Feather know you. You bring wagon? No. Bring pack mule? No, we're just as you see us. You find nothing? Nothing, Big Feather. Why are you come? To visit my friend, the white agent. He asked you come? No. What's wrong here, Big Feather? Has something happened to Whip? You ask him. He's all right, then, huh? You ask him. Big Feather, I've come here before many times. You and I, we've hunted together. I count you my friend, too. Why do you stop me now and search me? You have many questions. White agent has many answers. Now I ask you questions.
4: Why you let me stop you? You have gun. Look,
1: me, my braves. We have no gun. He's so right, John. You know one of them has a gun. Well, who took your guns, big fellow? You asked White Agent. Will I be stopped again on my right end? My people will not stop you. God, there's sure something amiss miss here, Mr. John. Yeah, I'm afraid so, Chester. I just hope Whip and Gladys are all right. Mr. John, it's kind of eerie like. Ain't a sign of life around. Now, there's life. You can feel it. Looking out from the lodges. But what they're doing inside this time of day, I sure don't know. Last time, we couldn't hardly ride through here for the squaws and the young. Yeah. Now, take a look at the lodges. Looks like they're falling apart. You sure wouldn't know it's the same place. Well, we're bound to find out some answer here. Dylan, Whip's house ain't looking too fit itself. No, it isn't. Could be they're not here again. No, oh, somebody's coming. Get out of here! I'll blow your head off, Whip. Matt. Matt Dylan. Yeah. You can put the shotgun down. It's you, Chester. Yes, Whip, here. You can't always tell what's there and what isn't. Come in, both of you. Come, Come on. on. What are you locking against, Whip? Trouble. Sit down. Sit down. a drink. No, thanks. Uh, uh, no, thanks kindly. Maybe you don't have to keep going. I do. What kind of trouble do you expect, Whip? Yeah. What kind is there? Indian trouble. I never heard of you having Indian trouble. Oh, I got it now. I made my mistake treating them decent, figuring them for human. Well, they're not. The more you do, the more they want. Like their guns? What do you know about their guns? Big Feather and some braves stopped us on the way in searched our gear. How'd they stop you without guns? Well, that's what Big Feather wanted to know. I figured we were on your agency. I'd oblige him. <laughs> oblige? You got their guns whipped? I got them all right. all they the lock and key in the storeroom. And I'm keeping them. I watch over him half the time and Gladys the other half. That's where she is now, the storeroom? She's there, all right. I tell you, Matt, this is no life. It's no life at all. Chester and I can spell Gladys for a while. You can both get some rest. No. I never even asked what brought you up this way. And I had in mind some hunting. But that'll come later. You sure you won't have a drink? What was that? Oh, artillery likely. We got army near here, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll head on out to the storeroom. You get some sleep, huh? Just might, Matt. With you here, I might sleep. I just might feel safe enough. that sound like artillery to you? No, it's not artillery, Chester. Heaviest I ever heard it is. I haven't heard it enough to be sure, but it sounds like dynamite to me. Here, I guess Gladys will be inside here. Gladys?
2: Oh. Oh. Matt! Matt! Oh, you, you gave me a fright.
1: Chester and me, we're scaring everybody half to death today.
2: It is you. It is really you and Chester. <laughs> yes, ma'am, it sure is. I just, just never thought I'd, I'd see any of my friends again. I'm sorry.
1: What? Gladys, is it that bad?
2: Oh, not It's hell. It's plain hell.
1: Well, what happened?
2: Have you seen him?
1: Whip? Yeah, sure, we've seen him. I still don't get the straight of what's going on.
2: Well, don't expect it from me, Matt. I don't know. I honestly don't know. He's not the same. Whip's no more the man I married or any part of him than, than any stranger you could mention.
1: Well, if the Indians have turned against him, maybe he's got cause to change. Well, maybe he has. I don't know. But he took their guns. They must have done something. Oh,
2: taking their guns was the last he did. Before that, it was their food. You mean, say, whip is holding back food, from them? Yes, they came to him with some complaint. I, I, I don't know what it was. Something about their hunting grounds. Whip got enraged, really enraged. And he began to cut back their rations. finally their guns. I don't know what'll happen next.
1: How long's it been like this?
2: Oh, months, months. I don't know.
1: You hear that a lot, do you, Gladys? All the time.
2: There must be big trouble somewhere. I never heard the army guns this close before.
1: Yeah. oh well, look, Gladys, we told Whip we'd spare you here so that you could get some rest.
2: Oh, no. I, I mean, I, I'm not tired. And you must be riding all this way. I, I, I'm fine, really. And later when Whip comes down... I'll
1: fix you a nice supper. Now, then, you just let us take over like Miss Dillon says. You look kindly thinking at
2: me. You uh, know, I'm perfectly fine. I, I won't let you. Is
1: this uh, where the guns are locked up, Gladys? Uh, I,
2: I, I think so. I, I'm not sure. Please, Matt, I wish you'd...
1: You wish I'd stay out of it?
2: Yes. Yes, I wish you would. All right.
1: I know you're not afraid, Gladys.
2: What makes you think I'm not?
1: A whip is. He's got a shotgun and he keeps himself locked and bolted in his own house. You're not armed.
2: Well, I I never was a hand with guns. You know that.
1: And the door here, it was open. We just walked in.
2: Uh, I, I must have forgotten.
1: You never were a hand to lie, either.
2: Oh, Matt. Matt, I'm afraid. I'm terrified. But I feel responsible... Please don't ask me to explain it. Just go on back to Whip. I really think he needs more help than I do.
1: Maybe he does at that.
2: been mulling over in my mind the afternoon long, Mr. Dunn. I just don't understand Gladys giving them guns back to India.
1: I didn't say she did, Chester. I said the lock on that cabinet was forced and she sure didn't want me to look any closer than I did. You think that's what she meant by feeling responsible? That's what she said. Responsible? No, I don't think that's what she meant. I'm hoping Big I can shed some light on that. Maybe. Only it don't make sense. Say she did give Feather and the others their guns. You need to just turn on Whip, kill him, maybe? Now, Chester, he's outnumbered 400 to 1. If they wanted to kill him, they could have done it long ago. Well, how come they had guns in the first place? The treaty, the Sioux, Cheyenne, natural hunters, the treaty gave them the right to keep their guns for hunting if they came on the reservation. Well, you're saying Whip has broke the Indian treaty? I'm on the face of things, yes. Maybe he's had cause. You sure this is Big Feather's Lodge? was the last time I was here. You come from White Agent? I come on my own, Big Feather. You and I make talk. You talk. I want you to take me hunting tomorrow. Like before, you and I hunt together. No good hunt. Now, what do you mean? Game run. All gone. No good hunt. Well, what happened to the game? Ask White Agent. Now, listen to me, Big Feather. I want some answers out of you. Everything's changed here, and I want to know why. I want you to tell me what's wrong. You not believe game all gone? Not until you show me. I don't believe, no. Tomorrow, with the sun, I show. Good, with the sun. You bring your rifle, we hunt. Not have rifles. no guns. You sure? No guns. Or maybe your friend, the white squirrel... Hey, will... no friend. Take papoose, no friend to Indian. Now what do you mean? First hunting grounds, then food, then guns. Now take papoose. Take
3: papoose?
1: You will hunt with me tomorrow, Big Feather? With the sun. My I'm just about to give up. I plain don't get a thing through my skull around here. Well, why don't you go on up to the house and go to bed? That means you ain't going to? No, not yet, Chester. I'll go along right now. This sure ain't been the day I looked forward to. Good night. Good night, Mr. still.
2: Matt? What?
1: Over here. Gladys, what's wrong?
2: You, you were talking to Big Feather earlier. what did he tell you?
1: I guess you know. He says you're going to take their papooses.
2: Oh, I knew it. I told you I feel responsible for so much of this. I thought I could make him understand. But it only made things worse.
1: Understand What?
2: Oh, things have been so bad here. I, I thought I could offer them a little hope. They used to trust me. I told them we'd start a school for the youngsters.
1: And they took it to mean that you were going to steal their young ones away,
2: huh? A year ago, they'd have understood. And now the hate that's built up, the fears, the, the, the mistrust. I was a fool to say it.
1: Well, you were trying your own way, Gladys. Nothing wrong with that.
2: I was... I was sharp with you, Matt, telling you to stay out of it, but I was afraid.
1: Afraid I'd find the guns gone? Uh,
2: no, no, the lock, it, it was forced.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Uh,
2: but, but the guns are still there. I checked. I, I, I wanted you to leave so I could replace the lock before Whip found out. Uh, believe me, Matt, the, the guns are still there.
1: I believe you, Clevence. Whip's in there now?
2: He's still sun up. I, I spell him then. Matt, what can we do?
1: I don't know yet. Tell me this. Has Whip ever asked the army to come in and straighten us out?
2: Never once. I've asked him to, but he says it's his business.
1: Well, maybe tomorrow I'll know more whose business it is. Mr. Well, Dillon. Glad you're back. This is a terrible thing. What is it, Chester?
2: He's had him standing there since he found out. Old man, women, all
1: this day. In the hot sun, no water, no food. Oh, what the devil for? It's them fool guns. they them stole. He's been hitting out at everybody. Near beat Gladys to death while I pulled her free of him. When did it happen? Right after sunup. Right after Gladys fell in. He went back to the storeroom and found them gone. Oh, he has been so mean, Mr. Jeff. All right, where is he now? Yonder, turning their lodges apart, looking for them guns. You better look out for him. He's drunk and what? He better look out for me. He could look. There he is. Yeah, I see him. Whip. Whip. Stop it. Are uh, you in on this too, Dylan? If you've got <laughs> trouble, you're asking for every inch of it. They got their guns back. I can't find them, but I will, I will, and I'll turn them on the lot of them. You're out of your head, Whip. Now, what kind of a friend are you? I've seen the miners whip blasting holes all over the reservation, driving the game away. That big artillery you were telling me about. Well, they tell me they pay you pretty good to let them mine on government property. You hear me? They got their guns back, and I gotta find them. I'm not gonna help you look. It's a rotten thing you've done, treaty breaking. This could start an uprising, sure. All they need is their guns, Matt, you're a friend. I was a friend. I looked through every lodge, twice over. They, they've got them, but where? Where? You better give them a look over as long as they're lined up here. Where's an Indian gonna hide a gun? You walk down this line with me. How do you see anything? A lot of mangy Indians. Come on, let's try another line of them. Why? What for? This is just a waste of time. You're crazy blind, drunk, mean blind. You take a good look. Up and down all the lines with the beads the squaws are wearing, the bracelets, their shells, cartridges. The old men are leaning on canes, only their gun barrels. The kids got arrowheads hanging from their belts and right along with them gun locks, hammers. You mean they took the guns apart they are wearing them. Yeah. And if you're lucky, maybe the army will get here before they get a chance to put them together. The army? You're through, Whip. All through. Cesar and I'll stop at Fort Kearney on our way out. And we'll be taking Gladys with us. If she'll go. And directed in Hollywood by Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Kathleen Height with editorial supervision by John Meston. Featured in the cast were Virginia Christine, Vic Perrin, and Ralph Moody. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. This is George Walsh inviting you to join us again next week when CBS Radio presents another story on Gunsmoke
3: this part of the podcast is sponsored by understanding the bible made easy are you looking to better understand the bible then look no further than understanding the bible made easy this book is a perfect companion for anyone looking to explore the bible in a comprehensive and easy to understand way Clear explanations, helpful tips. This book will help you gain a deeper understanding of the Bible so you can start applying its teachings to your life right away. Get your copy of Understanding the Bible Made Easy from Amazon or check out the link at the top of our show notes. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by the Christian Devotional and Prayer Journal for Women. Are you looking for a guided Christian devotional and undated journal to help you deepen your faith and prayer life? Well, look no further. The women's Bible study and devotional designed to help you explore the Bible in a meaningful way and to develop the habit of regular devotion and prayer. The guide provides scripture-based lessons and activities that will help you draw closer to God and gain an understanding of the Bible's teachings. You can get your copy from Amazon or you can see the link at the top of our show notes. The sun is setting on the Old West and the stories that have brought us together. As we ride off into the horizon, we are filled with nostalgia and a longing for days gone by. The characters and adventures and the lessons we have learned will stay with us forever. So long for now. Until we meet again, may the good old days of classic westerns never be forgotten.